and welcome back to another episode of Stuff You Should Know About History, Women's Rights Edition. We are your hosts, Kennedy Peterson and Jolie DeVries. Throughout history, women's rights and roles in society have evolved a great deal, and quite rapidly in the last 200 years. As we evaluate and delve more into the topic of women's rights, we invite you first to head to the Target's new Cartwheel app for easy online shopping. Today we are focusing on the 19th Amendment, what led up to it, and how it has changed the United States since. It all began in 1717, with the beginning of the First Enlightenment. While many think of Locke or Rousseau, it is equally true that women contributed to the movement as much as men. Amélie de Chalet was one of these women, known for her interest in physics and even defended Newton and his theory of gravity. Weird. <laughs> Gravity. Women were again influential, though uncredited, during the Revolutionary War. Hello. While some women were nurses or homemakers or even spies, one woman in particular stood out. Abigail. Abig- mm, why can't I say that word? Abigail. Yeah, Abigail. Yeah, Abigail Adams exchanged hundreds of letters with her husband John Adams before, during, and after the war. While Mr. Adams worked on the Articles of Confederation and eventually the Constitution. She wrote to him and demanded that he remember the ladies and include them in the new country. While her efforts went mainly unnoticed, this is the beginning of women in politics in the U.S. Two ideas popular during this time were Republican motherhood and the cult of domesticity. Republican motherhood started around the time that women started gaining more respect in the United States. Before, women were seen as almost useless, whereas men were in charge of and ran everything. Now, women were in charge of the home and responsible for raising good Republican children. The cult of domesticity evolved from the thought in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Women were meant to stay home, keep the house, raise the children, and that was it. It was frowned upon that a woman stay single or get a job. Boo. A major turning point in all of this was the Seneca Falls Convention in 1848. Led by Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Lucretta Mott, it was the first of many women's suffrage movements. It was at this convention that a Declaration of Sentiments was passed, demanding equal voting rights for women, among other things. World War I was a major factor in the passing of the 19th Amendment. While all the eligible men went off to the war overseas, women took over the jobs that they left behind. It was at this point that it was common for women to hold a job, especially after the Industrial Revolution and the boom of the available jobs to women. Then, finally, August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment was passed. Voting rights for women! Woo! Only 144 years after white men. Finally, the voices of women all over the country would be heard. Predominantly white women. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone. There are countless women who have taken advantage of the right to vote, and even some who have taken a step further and ran for office. Not only are these women changing lives through policy, but they are role models for countless young girls all over the country. Some of these women include Madeleine Albright, Gabrielle Giffords, and Hillary Clinton. Madeleine Albright was the first woman secretary of state. This is the highest position a woman has held in government in the U.S., and she used her platform to advocate for human rights during the four years she served in the position. Gabrielle Giffords is a former representative from Arizona before she resigned after an assassination attempt. Today, she actively advocates um, for gun control despite her injuries. Hillary Clinton, what, Hillary Clinton, on the other hand, started out as the first lady to former President Bill Clinton. 
she then went on to become a senator and the U.S. Yeah, the U.S. Secretary of State under former President Barack Obama before running for president in the 2016 elections. These women and more have accomplished so many incredible things and inspired so many more young girls to do the same. Personally, I have many role models, both historically and personal. Clara Barton, for one. She was a nurse during the Civil War and founded the American Red Cross. She dedicated her life to helping people, and it's so inspiring. She once said, You must never think so much as whether you like it or not, whether it's bearable or not. You must never think about anything except the need and how to meet it. So basically, she was the best nurse of all time. Madeline Albright was also a super cool person, but I've already talked about her. And of course, my mom and my grandmother have also inspired me, um, because both of them have gone through a bunch of stuff, and they're still doing great. Some of my role models include Katherine Graham, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Michelle Obama. The reason behind these women being my role models are varied. For starters, Katherine Graham was the first female CEO to make the Fortune 500 list in 1972. In the world of business women leaders now, this feat may seem small, but Graham still serves as early inspiration for women in business. Next, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the coolest person at the moment for me personally. She is a current representative for New York's 14th Congressional District and she has continually advocated, advocated for women's, minorities, and just basic human rights. Michelle Obama can also be considered as one of the coolest people in the world, too. As a lawyer, human rights advocate, and educator, Michelle does it all. To top my list of women I strive to be more like is my mother. She has raised my sister and I, no small feat, and has remained a strong role model despite various life challenges. To me, what makes a role model is not what the person has done, but how the person has done these tasks. And here are some other amazing women's role models. No, seriously? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, my mom. We were very close. Um, she was very gifted as a writer. Um, she could have been a teacher if she um, had pursued that, but she was working with my dad. Um, I guess that's probably why I became a teacher, a librarian, and uh, why I write and read. Um, so, you know, moms are heavy influencers. They, um, they rock the world. My mom did for me. So. Alright, so Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because she was the first woman Supreme Court Justice, and she also uh, pro-choice, pro-woman, pro-everything. That's why. Pretty, pretty, pretty simple, just women's rights in general. So you agree with her views on all that? Mm-hmm. On the women's rights? And she's also, like, super cool, because, like, she broke, like nine ribs and she's still like on this yeah she just recently broke three ribs and she came back to work like no nobody else would do that except yeah. for ruth Bader ginsburg she comes back to work with broken ribs great thank that's you. it and that's it for today thank you for listening hope you learned something and go tell your mom she's the coolest